0: Welcome back to the 49 away podcast faithful Jay Sohota, Zach Chevy. The 49ers are coming off their long-awaited Super Bowl rematch with the Kansas City Chiefs and well, it did not exactly go to plan as the Niners got blown out at home 44-23 and they will take on the Los Angeles Rams in week 8 at SoFi Stadium before the week 9 bye we will recap the atrocity that took place at Levi Stadium between the Chiefs and Niners in week 7 and we'll also look ahead to the Rams Niners game go through the injury report and much more so keep a lock got a lot more Niners discussion coming your way and don't forget to give the 49er way a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis what's good faithful and welcome back to the 49er way podcast Jay Sahota Zach Chevy, and of course, don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the 49 er Way. And of course, don't forget to also like us on all of your podcast platforms, wherever you're listening, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. Give us a like, subscribe, and um, we appreciate your support. Well, you know who else doesn't appreciate support? These Niners clearly need some support, not just on the injury side, but in general. Because this was just, I, when is this going to end, Chevy? Like, I don't, I don't like this. Yeah. This roller coaster has just been like, it's not even just this season. Last year we went through it, 2020 we went through it. Like, this is now the third straight season. The Niners are hovering over the 500 mark, below the 500 mark, just above the 500 mark, when we all know this team should be five and three or six and two. And it's just, it's not. And, and Sunday's game against the Chiefs, we're going to dive into this nonsense, was just a very, very frustrating game, honestly.
1: Yeah, that's the correct word to use, frustrating game. I mean, you're watching this game, you know how good our defense is. We get the acquisition of CMC and everyone's freaking out, going crazy. The offense finally gets a piece. And then the defense just, you know, flat out was terrible. I don't know how else to say it. we've been privileged by uh, watching one of the best defenses in the league, if not one of the best defenses we've seen as a Niners fan. And uh, they just were flat out uh, bad against like, listen, Patrick Mahomes is great. You know, they got a reworked O-line. Their O-line's great. But uh, we had no pressure in the backfield. We couldn't get to Mahomes in time, Uh, and you know our our defensive backs they just they weren't as great as usual, and and just as a whole, I think the defense looked sloppy. Uh, The offense wasn't as bad as it make as you make it out to be. Uh, Jimmy G he looked all right, uh, you know, but again, when you're facing Mahomes and it's such a close game, if you don't score on any of those possessions, it's like giving the ball away. Like, uh, w- once you give the ball back to Mahomes, like, he's going to score. He's going to find a way to get out of those plays. Although, I, I think the biggest keys to this game uh, were the long third downs that we got that they were able to convert. And that just really, like, sucked the air out of the stadium and also ruined our confidence.
0: No, oh, the third and longs don't even get me started. Like, <clears throat> yeah. this was... Honestly, if anything, it kind of just validated the reason because I know it's been like three, four years now of everyone talking about, you know, what was the reason for the Niners losing to Kansas City in Super Bowl 54? Look, blame Garoppolo all you want, but I'm sorry. Giving up third and longs is unacceptable for any team on any level. And like just the game of football in general, you want to win the game of football you cannot give up a third and long. Anything third and 10 or long, even third and eight, third and nine, you should get a stop. But if it's third and 10 or more, it's unacceptable to give up a first down. And the Niners gave up a handful of them. And honestly, that's what jump-started that comeback back in Miami in in February of 2020 in Super Bowl 54, was that massive third and whatever it was, third and 15, from Mahomes to Tyreek. That's what jump started the comeback for Kansas City. And they did it again on Sunday at Levi Stadium. And I think the one thing to kind of say is the one where they really got blown up that they should have had a stop. If they get this stop, this might have been a tighter game. But Trivarius' words shouldn't have been out there. Like, I just, I think a lot no. of people I kind of look at that. I know some people have brought it up. I don't think it's been brought up enough. He should have been out there. I, I know why he should like, he hardly practiced all week up until the end of the week. And now was coming back. I think this was more of a situation where he was like, this is my ex team. There's no way I'm missing this game. I got to be in there. But like, at some point you got to do what's better for the team. And I just think it just was not what was best for the team. I think there were a few guys out there that shouldn't have been out there because you can tell this defense was not right. It was not right at all. I think they're trying to fit Jimmy Ward into the defense and it's not working because he usually starts at safety. They don't want to take out Tayshawn Gibson. So now they're moving him to nickel or they're putting him in at almost like a third linebacker type thing. It's kind of messing with the whole system a little bit. And then I think the biggest thing on defense, I think the Niners, you mentioned it there, Chevy, that this defense, again, they looked immortal for the first four or five weeks of the season. Last two weeks, it's been a whole other story. The Atlanta game, you could, sure, you can make the case it was our, literally our whole backup squad. It was basically the defense that we trotted out in week two of the preseason that trotted out against Atlanta two weeks ago. This week, we had a little more of our starters, but two guys I think the Niners are missing mightily that were balling out to start the year, Emmanuel Mosley and Eric Armstead.
1: Yeah, 100%. Emmanuel Mosley is definitely one of the biggest keys that we're missing on this defense. You know, Tarverius Ward is an amazing cornerback. He is our number one cornerback in locking down the guys But Emmanuel Mosley was quietly shutting down every other option on the other side. It didn't matter who he was lining up against. He was playing phenomenally. And losing him was a huge blow because now you got to put one of those rookie or sophomore corners in either Demo or Sam Womack out there. And they're just getting beat. Uh, compared to what E-Man would do. So that's definitely been a huge thing. But as I mentioned, it's I think it's the lack of getting to the backfield, the lack of getting to Mahomes. If you're not going to pressure Mahomes, even if we have these great secondary who's playing press man or stuff like that against these great quarterbacks, if you're not, if you're not pressuring these quarterbacks, they're going to find these receivers. These receivers are going to have enough time to beat their guys. The big thing, a lot of the passes to uh, MVS, You know, he had three catches and three, like, long plays because that is the MVS thing. He goes long, and everyone knows that. It's only possible because we didn't have the pressure in the backfield. You know, Juju had a great game. Travis Kelsey had a great game. You kind of expected it from those guys. Mm -hmm. But MVS, you know... He has those big drives every week for the Kansas City Chiefs, and he was able to do it because we weren't able to get pressure. We only had one sack last week, and it was Bosa who got the sack, although he looked kind of quiet for the first half as well. It wasn't until I think they switched him to the other side, the non-tight end side, that he actually started you know, getting the pressure going.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's just it's kind of just flat out unacceptable period to have two, three guys going for almost a hundred yards. Two of them did. Kelsey was like three yards short of it. It just it's not that's that that I mean, sure it's the Chiefs and whatever, they're gonna do that to you, but like with this defense, that shouldn't have happened. Like this this whole game with this defense shouldn't have happened. Like it was just not it was not who they are. And it all starts in the trenches. I'm telling you, Eric Armstead not having him there is brutal. And I think hopefully after the bye week, he's back. Um, that's looking like what should happen because the Niners D-line is missing him mightily. Like, don't get me wrong. They've done a good job trying to get after the quarterback. But the last two weeks, they haven't gotten nothing. This whole defense hasn't gotten nothing. Like, they're not forcing turnovers like they used to. They're not forcing pressure on the quarterback. Like I said, Marcus Mariota looked like the second coming of Michael Vick two weeks ago, and you have Mahomes doing his thing on Sunday. It's just unacceptable. You got to get to the quarterback, and, and who do we have next? Once again, I l- literally feel like I'm literally a broken record at this point of it's the same story of, of facing the L.A. Rams with our backs against the wall. This is literally like the fourth or fifth consecutive time now that we're doing this, man. I don't know. Like, again, every time the Niners always answer the bell, but like, yet I'm always nervous as hell before every single one of these games. Like I do, and when we haven't even talked about Christian McCaffrey, and we gotta give a, a good like five ten minutes of that in a, in a second. But I I don't know, man. This is just it was a it was a very very frustrating game. And then one uh, one more thing I'll say about the offense, I'm with you. The offense wasn't horrible, but you cannot kick field goals against the Kansas City Chiefs. No. Like this is not. It's not even something that like. You should Like, this is every single team in the NFL should know this by now when you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. You cannot kick field goals and expect to stay. Like, you do that, you're not going to win. Like, period. Like, the game's already over. Might as well just wrap it up and call it a day. You got to take chances. You got to go for it a few times. Shanahan doesn't do this any day of the week, but then against Kansas City, you really need him to do it, and he didn't do it. And then Jimmy only really had one horrible mistake, and that was that interception in that in the. Uh, Um, Inside the 10, but man, it was a a very frustrating game overall and hoping the Niners can once again bounce back on on Sunday. And I mean, let's let's talk about McCaffrey because because at first, like on Friday, we're on cloud nine. Like I'm like, we're all like super hyped up. We're like, holy crap. Look at our offense. We're absolutely loaded. I'm about to like book my tickets to Glendale. And then 48 hours later, this happens.
1: I will say one thing: Let's not look at this game as the Christian McCaffrey game because he did come in Friday. Oh hell no! Absolutely. Late Thursday night, but I, yeah, let's talk about Christian McCaffrey. All right, so the trade, as almost every single person who's listening to this knows, was the Niners got Christian McCaffrey for their second, third, and fourth this year, and their fifth next year. Uh, You gotta look at it both ways. A this was an amazing move for the Niners. No yes, doubt. they gave up a lot of draft capital. And I will say that it is a ton for a running back. And it was a great deal for the Panthers as well. You know, a rebuilding team. CMC clearly isn't going to be a part of their future. As in two years, he is uh, out of a contract. You know, they have a young guys in Chuba Hubbard, uh, Deonta Foreman's young-ish. So uh, I understand the move for them and I'm glad that they made it. But for the Niners, this is your window. You have Christian McCaffrey for at least two more years. You have a rookie quarterback or a rookie deal quarterback in Trey Lance. Uh, This is your window. This is your team. And adding probably the best running back in the league and probably one of the best offensive weapons in the league to a team with already insane offensive weapons is just ridiculous. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, another, again, like, One of the best yards after catch uh, players in the league and you're adding to a team that their offensive weapons call themselves the Yak Bros. So, I mean, it was an amazing addition to this team. I think, you know, we've been really missing the run game. That's what we've been talking about week after week. The run game has not looked the same for the Niners. And that's been a massive problem. Here comes in CMC. He now has a full week of learning the playbook. You know he's going to be used the entire time this week. And and the thing about Christian McCaffrey, it's not just his runs up the middle or his run out wide. Christian McCaffrey is one of the best receiving running backs, one of the best receiving players in the NFL. And having him in the backfield is just, it's a safety blanket for Jimmy G now. If Jimmy G, the play gets blown up, Give it to Christian McCaffrey. He can easily get you five to seven yards after the catch. That's just how good of a player Christian McCaffrey is. And I just think it opens up the offense so much, especially the big thing. We've had to use Debo in the backfield so often last year. And, uh, you know, we tried to this year, but it's got blown up because we don't have any other option out of the backfield. Now you line up Christian McCaffrey on one side and Debo Samuel on the other side. I don't know where the ball's going. Who knows? It could be a wheel route to use check somehow. That It's just how amazing this team is. There's so much talent surrounding the offense that Jimmy G doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes. He just has to be Jimmy G, accurate and get rid of the ball quickly. And that's exactly what it will happen with Christian McCaffrey now in this, all, this offense.
0: I've been saying this for years that Christian McCaffrey in this offense would be deadly. Mm-hmm. I've been saying that back in 2017 when the draft happened. I'm like, bro, why don't we just draft Christian McCaffrey? I'm like, imagine him in a Shanahan offense. Holy smokes. And then it actually happened. I honestly didn't think it was going to happen. I was like, I don't know, like, with what draft picks are are we going to give up to do that? It's though we gave up, like, every draft pick we had this year for him. I'm not mad. Of course, I'm not mad at it. Christian McCaffrey in this offense, like I said, it's not even just getting Christian McCaffrey. We all know the kind of player he is. Yes, he's injury prone, so he fits right in with our team. Um, But on top of that, we know the player he is and the style of play that he is. He's physical. He's quick. He's a great pass catcher. He's fast as hell. He fits this offense perfectly. Like, absolutely perfectly. Like, it literally fits it like a glove. And like you said, you said it perfectly. He is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo's best friend. No doubt. Jimmy G often will get in He'll get into these situations where the pressure's in his face and he doesn't know what to do. It's either he'll throw it away for a pick or he'll end up taking his sack. And it's a lose-lose situation when it comes to both. Having said that, having said that, now you have Christian McCaffrey. Garoppolo's got to dump it off to him and McCaffrey's going to take it, you know, 10, 15 yards. McCaffrey came in for literally, he's been a Niner for 48 hours. The dude looked great. I was very impressed. I was like, who the hell comes in here on two days' notice and hardly knows anything about the playbook. And you could just give him the ball and he's going to make something out of it. That was impressive. And imagine what he's going to do with a full playbook, man. I am i can't mm-hmm. wait. I can't wait for Sunday to see him do this against the team that was in a bidding war with us to get Christian McCaffrey. So that's going to be interesting did, here. Re-
1: did you hear what the package was apparently? They was, it was today. close. It was real it was close. Three picks and Cam Akers for Christian McCaffrey. And apparently the I Panthers, knew it, man.
0: The I Panthers knew it.
1: liked both uh options, and they said it was up to Christian McCaffrey and he chose the Bay Area.
0: Yeah, I mean it's his home, right? Like that's the other thing you got to remember, too, is the dude the dude who went to Stanford, right? So this is this is home for him. And then of course he's got the ties with John Lynch. He's got the ties with uh the Shanahan family, right? He's in the Niners again, they were teamed to build they're, they're built to win now. like I said you look at the complexion of the NFC it's like with this team, come on like you you know the, the expectation is to, is to be in the Super Bowl you know the goal is to make it to the Super Bowl there's only one problem The Niners are three and four <laughs> and the injuries yeah. have an, and the injuries have not helped the situation, but they're three and four and that's and that's you know that's the problem here. Because it's crazy when you look at the NFC and you're like, who are the top top three teams in the NFC? They're all out of the NFC East. You're saying, how the hell are the Niners 3-4 and right now with the way the NFC is shaping up? It's just not right. And I got to tell you here, Chevy, there's one man that all of the pressure's on right now. And that's Kyle Shanahan. Mm -hmm. There's no way. Like, you're in year six. This was supposed to be, you know, Trey Lance's development year. Get to the playoffs. Super Bowl's not necessarily the goal because you got a super young quarterback. You know, get Trey Lance, all these reps. That doesn't happen. Trey Lance busts his ankle. Garoppolo comes back in week two. Now, all of a sudden, you're saying, well, now we have the veteran in Garoppolo. Let's go and win a Super Bowl now. We have this elite defense. We got a veteran quarterback. And now you add one of the most unique talents in the league. One of the most versatile weapons in your offense with another dude who's one of the most versatile weapons in Debo Samuel. You have him and Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle and Trent Williams and Kyle Juszczyk. Some of the most unique athletes possible in this system. Kyle Shanahan, if we don't win the NFC West, there's going to be problems. If the Niners don't make the playoffs, there's going to be problems. The Niners at the bare minimum make the NFC Championship, there's there's going to be problems here. This, like, there's no excuses now. There's no excuses. And there's no one on this team that has that amount of pressure. Kyle Shanahan's got all the pressure. Don't get me wrong. The team has all the pressure in the world right now. Because this is your shot. But you got to just take it one week at a time. And I know we got the dudes in the locker room to do that. But Kyle Shanahan has got to steer this in the, in the right direction, man. Because I think we, we need to take a minute or two to talk about this. Because last year... Chevy, you and I sat on sat on the same podcast, and we said it. Last year's team were like, "This is a team that is built to go to the Super Bowl," and they were very, very, very close to doing so. But they got off to an ugly three and five start, and they were able to recover. Like, can you do that again? You got to win this game against the Rams before and be four and four going into the bye. You're feeling good. You're three and zero in the division. There's so much more. That will look good about being four and four going into the bye week when you look at the schedule and being undefeated in the division. And then you get the bye week coming up and you then you get a week to get healthy. But if you lose this game and you drop to three and five going into the bye week, bruh, dunno.
1: Yeah, we said it last time. You can't go. 0-2 0-2 against the Chiefs and Rams going into the bye week. No, if you're 3-5 no. and five going into the bye week, things are on, the, like, things are down. It's Thin terrible. ice, man. Thin it's ice. It's very thin ice. You know, I, again, I think McCaffrey adds a lot and I think, uh, you know, playing the Rams, as, as everyone says, oh, like, the Rams are a tough team. Yes, for sure. The Rams are a tough team, but the Rams are also, like, the Niners are also the Rams' kryptonite. It, yes, they beat us in the playoffs last year. I get that, but You look at the past matchups we've had with Kyle Shanahan as head coach and Jimmy G as the starting quarterback. We have dominated those matchups. Now you add Christian McCaffrey into the mix and you're coming off back-to-back losses. You know this team's going to have the fire in them. And this is exactly who I want to face in our redemption game. You face the Rams. If you get a win against the Rams going into the bye, you have all the momentum and an extra week to get healthy before you face the Chargers. Who have also been, you know, a bit of a fraud team eh, this year. There's yeah. been a lot of there hasn't been many teams this year that I go, Wow, they're agreed. legit. There's agreed. about three teams in the NFL right now that I'm going, Wow, they're legit. It's the Bills, Chiefs, Chiefs,
0: and in Eagles. Philly. Yeah. Yep. yep. Agreed.
1: Yeah all 3 of those teams are legit and every other team, you know, they have their question marks, including the niners. We have massive question marks and, you know, now's the time to solve these question marks, get them out of the way, get them out of the way and, you know, make our run. I still believe this team is going to win the NFC West and I still believe this team can make a deep run in the playoffs just because of the playmakers we have and the defense we have. And, you know, our our history in the playoffs and the weak NFC. I think, you know, a lot of people have mentioned it, but the NFC this year is very, very weak. You know, the Eagles are definitely the best team and the team to look out for. But other than the Eagles, like, who are we looking at? The Vikings? I've watched almost every Vikings game this year, and their offense is excruciating to watch. They have Justin Jefferson, and they still, like, they still somehow win by 10 every game, but they you watch their offense, and they're horrible. It's kind of like watching the Niners' offense at time with Jimmy G, but it's even worse. So, you know, like, they're probably the second-best team right now in the NFC, yeah, Giants are good and the, the Cowboys are good, but uh, I, I'm not a big Giants or Cowboys fan when it comes to the playoffs. Like I just don't think they're going to make it over the hump. You know, the Cowboys have one of the worst offenses in the league. I think this team can definitely make it. It's just we got to solve those question marks. Now, jumping into the offense still there's been a big switch in receiving and who I think the number one wide receiver is, and it's Brandon I B.A., absolutely. Yeah, B.A., definitely. Debo A., who is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's day-to-day. He hasn't participated in practice this week. I don't know if he's going to suit up against the Rams. If I had to guess, I guess he doesn't suit up against the Rams, especially with the bye week the week after. There's no need to aggravate an injury, especially a hamstring injury. Rams
0: fans about to throw a party.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If if Debo's not there, the Rams fans are chomping up and down cheering. But the thing is, B.A. has been our leading receiver on this team. George Kittle had an amazing week last week. Obviously, it was tight end, it was national tight end. Well, time.
0: We needed that though, we needed to see GK have one of those games, man. He's, been, he's
1: been, dude. Yeah, 100%. We definitely needed to see Kiddo pop off, and he did last week, which was amazing. But Brandon Ayuk is clearly the number one receiver. We knew he had this talent, especially we saw it in the rookie year. Last year, he was in Shanahan's doghouse, which is unfortunate, but every year we see there's someone in Shanahan's doghouse. But Brandon Ayuk really needs to step up, and he has been stepping up. So I just wanted to give him a quick shout out because he has been the reason why we've been uh, getting out of these third down situations. He's the guy that Jimmy G is looking for uh, on these important plays. And I've really just appreciated his play for the Niners.
0: No doubt about it, man. B.A. is he's definitely had a really, really strong last two weeks. He balled out against the Falcons, balled out last week. But we need more like we need and it's it's unfortunate because JJ and Debo are both dealing with hamstring injuries and we need them both. Both were critical in the, you know, in the week 18 matchup last year against the Rams. We need at least one of those dudes to suit up on Sunday. I don't know who is going to be, but we also don't want to rush anything in case it's too bad. So I don't know, man. We'll we'll see what happens. And then going back to the run game, too. It's like, yeah, sure. This offense is going to end up revolving around Christian McCaffrey. But you got to look at the depth even behind CMC. Like, this is what... The Niners have never had a bell cow running back under Kyle Shanahan since he's been here in San Francisco. They've never had that. Carlos Hyde was one and done in his first year. Then it was Matt Brito came in, and then he was done after a year in 18. And it's been a revolving door ever since. Literally, it was Hyde in 17, Brita 18, Mostert 19, Jeff Wilson 20, uh, Elijah Mitchell last year, now... Christian McCaffrey having said that Elijah Mitchell's coming back in two Mm -hmm. weeks you know he's going to get involved a little bit so now him and Christian McCaffrey both they could be a tandem Jeff Wilson don't get me wrong the run game itself has not been consistent but Jeff Wilson has been good like I don't want to take that away from the dude because he's been like the 2020 Jeff Wilson it just hasn't been a consistent flow and that's what that's how this offense Is right. It needs to be a consistent flow. And I think that Shanahan got away from it, got way too pass-happy at the second half with the Niners just got way down, and it was all downhill from there. Same thing against the Falcons. But when there's a consistent flow in the run game, that helps. And Ty Davis' prices look kind of nice, too. So the depth at running back right now is very good. But having said that, we need 23 to stay healthy. And if he does and he ends up being as good as advertised this offense is going to be just fine and we can we can take a little hit or two cuz we're, we're already without Kyle Ushek this week he
1: should be back after the bye
0: all right debo's questionable jj's questionable so we'll see how that um but yeah.
1: you you look at this team when fully healthy Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell are your top two running backs. Disgusting. George Kittle's your tight end. Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel are your two wide receivers out wide. And Jawan Jennings is your third wide receiver. He's been solid whenever you need a big play. JJ's their guy. And and it's just absolutely nasty. We have the best fullback in the league in Kyle Juszczyk, the best left tackle in the league in Trent Williams. The rest of the line's a bit shaky, although both uh, guards – Aaron Banks and um oh who's our other guard Burford uh, Burford both of them have been solid the last couple of weeks Aaron Banks has looked uh pretty good uh we'll talk right about guard. it
0: man give him some love Aaron I, Banks I, if he, we haven't talked about him enough
1: deserves some love you know why he deserves some love because I haven't noticed him and not noticing a lineman is one of the best compliments yep. to alignment. Mm-hmm. because that means they're doing their job they're not letting uh their player get by them get into the backfield so. Shout out Aaron Baines because I haven't had to rip on you this year. That's the biggest compliment I can give in alignment.
0: Well, I think we were worried about that too at the beginning of mm-hmm. the year because he's replacing Laken Tomlinson who's coming off of one of you know what I'm saying, one of his best years of his career. Um, so, of course, we were worried about that because lakin has been anchoring that left guard spot for the last five years and has done phenomenal. There's a reason why we didn't give Lakin Thompson enough love because of the same reason. He was so good at left guard. Aaron Banks, we were worried about it, man. And for him to come in, have the year that he's having so far, and I hope he keeps it up, it- it's-, it's making John Lynch look really good because we were sitting there scratching our heads when we let Lakin go to the Jets and we're like, what the hell? Like, you know, he was he was huge for our old line. But John Lynch was like, nah, we invested a second round pick in Aaron Banks. We got to see what he's got. And so far it's 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 paid off so far. And let's hope it it stays that way because our old line has it's they've been shaky at times. They've looked very, very good at moments, and then they've had other moments where they're just not good. And I'm going to I'm not going to lie. I'm going to give somebody some heat right now on the old line. They need to pick the hell up. And that's Mike McGlinchy. This dude was awful on Sunday. Like, I don't mean to be like that because I like Mike. He's a good player. He's a great leader. But Lord have mercy. This dude, like, I know when people in Twitter started talking about it, the dude is so good in the run game and he can't pass protect. At first, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Y'all are just complaining. Sunday couldn't have been more evident. I saw it the whole way. I'm like, anytime Jimmy dropped back in coverage, it seemed like Mike was getting beat 9 out of 10 times. It was just, it was brutal. Trent didn't look good, and now that's a little different. Trent's coming off an injury, and that's a high ankle sprain, right? Like, that's not an injury to joke about. Now, Trent is, is you know, that dude is tough as nails. He can play through anything, but still. McGlinchey, on the other hand, buddy, you got no excuses. I know he was dinged up earlier in the week as well, but, man, that was brutal. He just let Frank Clark and and those dudes just, Eat up Jimmy G, man. The poor dude just got thrown to the wolves. McGlinchey's got to be better.
1: Yeah, McGlinchy has to be better. I mean, we've said it all year long. Like or we, we as we said at the start, it was the inside that we were worried about. We weren't worried about the tackles exactly. in Trent Williams and McGlinchy but McGlinchey, he just he hasn't been the same since coming back from the injury from last year. And and you know, I, I just do worry if that's gonna be the big problem. our O line has not been you know, consistently good this year. And that's been our biggest problem. We haven't had the same, uh, you know, amount of time to give Jimmy G, which is why Jimmy G has excelled when he has those quick passes because he doesn't need that extra time. But giving him that extra time would just make a world of a difference. And maybe we wouldn't see as many Jimmy G mistakes and Jimmy G picks, although you're guaranteed for one Jimmy G pick a week. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, base, basically. I mean, when when he doesn't turn the ball over,
1: nine times out of ten, the Niners win.
0: So it is it is vital when he doesn't turn the ball over. Because when he does, we lose most of the time. But eh, I don't know, man. Again, this whole line needs to be better. Again, they've been inconsistent. And that's partially the reason because I think, no offense to Jake Brendel, I think he's been decent. He hasn't been great, but he's been decent. I think investing in a better center would have helped rotating Burford and Brunskill. I don't really know what the motive there is because you're stealing reps from Spencer Burford and you're trying to get Brunskill involved. You got to pick one or the other. You can't just rotate the two all the time. I get it. If Burford's struggling and you want to switch him in, sure, by all means, but they're doing it very consistently now. And I don't know how much I love it. So they got to figure that out on the old line, man, because the more, like you said, you said it perfectly. They haven't been consistent. They need to be consistent because if they're not consistent, man, it's going to be a problem. So they got to make sure that they're consistent on the whole line and give Jimmy some time, man, because they look if I feel like for everybody like out there with this Niners offense, they just if Jimmy and this offense do not play like that Saints game in 2019, it's not good enough. Like, I feel like that is what everybody's just craving for this Niners offense to just light everyone up and drop 40 like they did against the Saints and all the creativity. I'm not going to lie. Now, that's not going to happen every week with, with Garoppolo especially. But what I will say is with the talent that we have on offense, I would expect a lot of the creativity that I saw in that game three years ago to happen more often now, especially with Christian McCaffrey on offense. And that's what I'm waiting for. If Shanahan doesn't get cute and creative I don't know, man. I don't know. Again, you don't want to get too cute, but I want to see some creativity.
1: We need to convert on our red zone drives as well. I know you mentioned at the start of the game with the the two field goals that probably should have been touched in The pick in the red zone, which in the end zone, which was just brutal to watch in general, but we need to convert on our red zone drives. You know, maybe that was one of the big reasons why we got Christian McCaffrey because he is so good in the red zone. He's just so damn good in general. But, you know, adding him, the red zone is where we need to do better. If we go down there in the first three drives and those two field goals or the field goal, and one of the field goals and the pick are two touchdowns, you, you know, the the Niners are up like 21-7, maybe 21-14 going into the half. And that's a completely different game, you know. But, yeah, the, the defense needs to be better. And speaking of defense, there's a major injury update. Uh, Jason Verrett has been activated from the pup list, the – uh, physically unable to perform less and you know it he's opens the, up the card, window bro.
0: he's the if wild he card. is
1: able to come back and he's able to look like the jason verrett that whenever jason verrett is healthy looks like him opposite of traverius ward with emmanuel mosley out is very nice to see that would be something we absolutely need you know maybe demo slides back into nickels same with uh womack but as of now, it sounds like Jimmy Ward is nickel, and that is going to be a massive thing to watch against the Rams because we know who their slot receiver is. He has a name, and the name is one of the best wide receivers in the league, Cooper Cup. So that's probably one matchup I'm very interested to see and you know, very afraid to see as a Niners fan. I do think Cup's going to get the better of it. Uh, Jimmy Ward, he, he's just not necessarily a nickelback, in my opinion. But this is going to be the biggest test for Jimmy Ward as a nickel. If he can stop Cooper Cup, he can stop anyone.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, D'Amico Ryans has got to get that figured out. Like, you can't put someone in a position that he's not comfortable with. Now, don't get me wrong. Jimmy Ward is a captain. He's a veteran. He's a leader. I get that. But you've also seen the difference. Because don't forget, we Jimmy Ward got drafted as a corner. And he started out playing corner, and he wasn't very good at corner. Then they move him back to safety, and dude has been, in my opinion, Jimmy Ward has been fantastic the last three years. 2019, 2020, and 2021, Jimmy Ward has played some of the best ball of his entire career. That is why he's a captain. They got to move him back there. Let's see how Nickel turns out, because I know what they're doing here, and they don't want to take out Tayshawn Gibson because he's playing so freaking good. But Jimmy Ward is the captain on this defense. And you can't just say that he's a captain and be like, oh, we're going to bench him. Now, don't get me wrong. You can do that because if someone's playing so good, you don't want to just change it up. And they're trying to get the best players on the football field at the same time. But if it's not helping the team, you got to switch it up, man. You can't leave it in there like that.
1: I also think it's different if Emmanuel Mosley is healthy. Uh, or I guess we'll see if uh, Jason Barrett is healthy. Because you have Traverius Ward and Emmanuel Mosley now you know you have options at nickelback. Demo can play nickelback rather than the cornerback uh, two out wide, or Sam Womack can play nickelback, and you have those two rotating. And then maybe you rotate uh, Jimmy Ward, Tayshawn Gibson, and Hufunga uh, in the secondary, or sorry, in the safety position, because you know you look at this team and what we've said the rotation of especially the D line, but the uh, defense in total has really been the identity of the Niners and it's what's really excelled. So if everyone's healthy, Jimmy Ward's maybe not in that nickel position and you start rotating and you keep your guys healthy and fresh and maybe that adds a difference. But I think, you know, again, the injury to Emmanuel Mosley really stirred things up because now you have to trust uh, Demo basically to be your uh, outside corner too.
0: Yeah. Yeah no exactly and when we'll see what happens like you said J- jason verrett's a huge wild card on this defense and we'll see if he plays this week against the rams or if not when he comes like after the bye to face his former team i'll be interesting man i think he's a huge wild card for this defense huge and we'll see how that ends up turning out but oh man here we go again rams niners week eight at so twenty five america's game of the week again How did I? I really don't know how many more times we're going to do this, man. Like, my head just spins every single time that this happens, and then the Niners end up being fine and they get right. But, like, I just don't know how many more times we got to do this, man. At some point, I just want this team to just be on cruise control like they were in 2019, win your games you're supposed to, and not be in this predicament right now. But, like I said, a lot of this lies on Kyle Shanahan because you, it is not a good look when you have. Two years in a row now, you have a Super Bowl contending roster, and you start out three and five. That's all I'm going to say, and I'm going to leave it at that. But let's see, man. It's always a fun game when we play the Rams, man. Every single time, it's always fun, but that's probably because we've been winning every time. Um, But hey, man, we'll find out. Final thoughts ahead of this uh, Niners-Rams clash.
1: My final thoughts I think Christian McCaffrey is gonna be the difference maker and the menace that we've seen his last or the Rams last game was against Carolina Panthers and Christian McCaffrey and he had over 120 total yards rushing and receiving I think he's gonna be a problem I think they're gonna highlight him and that may leave some other people open I think the Niners you know they do what they do against the rams in the regular season they win and we're going to get this win and have the confidence and momentum going into the bye week
0: i really hope so man i really hope so cuz i i can't i just the the broncos game the falcons game last like the last three lot really all four of our losses this year man i just like i i can't i can't take it man we we need to get back on track here we need to get this win And But either way, it should be a fun game, man. Niners-Rams, always a fun physical clash. Hopefully, we get uh, some of our guys back and we're not down too many dudes. I know Greenlaw's also kind of dinged up as well. So, hopefully, we have a few guys back and and we'll see from there. But hopefully, we'll see y'all next week, faithful, and we'll see if the Niners, man, it's a big, big, big game in L.A. And, of course, for anyone on the West Coast, y'all better be there. Take over that damn stadium once again because – you know, we need that to be another home game. But that'll do it from us from here. And don't forget to give the 49 away way I follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 49 Away Way podcast. Keep it locked, we got a lot more off-season content coming your way and don't forget to give The 49er Way a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis.